I get all my political news from Cardi B. She goes on political rants, it's great. Lifelong Republicans respond to her. Every rant she has, she starts with, all I know is, which is great, you know? Politicians never tell us everything they know. They're always keeping secrets. Not Cardi B. We're living in very scary political times. A lot of my friends are turning to astrology <laughs> to cope. You laugh, but I think astrology is a really useful tool for people who don't have personal agency. <laughs> Let me explain. You never see finance bros checking their horoscopes. It's never high-powered corporate lawyers Googling astrological compatibility. No, it's always just your saddest, loneliest female friend who happens to be my target demo, so I have to be careful <laughs> with this joke. It's always your saddest, loneliest female friend who has her own page on Etsy where she knits scarves for cats. <laughs> She's nodding. Uh, <laughs> being like, everything's crazy because Mercury's in retrograde. <laughs> and you're like, okay, Carla, or maybe it's because you didn't vote. <laughs> Carla, Carla, Carla. Maybe it's because you listened to Susan Sarandon and you didn't fucking vote. Please vote, everybody. I know that like, I sound like I'm standing on a soapbox when I say please vote, but we'll all be on soapboxes when sea levels rise. We don't care about democracy. There's only one country on the planet, one democratic nation, which has a respectable turnout at their elections. It's Australia. They have 100% voting in Australia. How have they achieved this? Well, in Australia, it's illegal not to vote. <laughs> so it's brilliant. Who would have thought they were capable of that kind of thinking down there? <laughs> it must be all the blood rushing to their heads. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a scientist, but they are upside down. That's a fact. That is a fact. That is a science fact. That, I don't want to argue about this. That is a science fact. They are upside down. <laughs> what an odd thing to applaud that is. Yes, technically that's probably true. I guess so they're on the bottom of the map. It sounds weird, but when you think about it, it's hard to argue with. They are upside down. It's true, they have compulsory voting in Australia. And the problem they've run into, though, now, is that people have started voting drunk. It's true, they, they have to give everyone the day off work to allow them to vote, and people choose to exercise their democratic rights by getting absolutely sozzled first thing in the morning. <laughs> there you go. You had more in common with Australia than you thought, didn't you, New York? <laughs> Arms across the self-destructive ocean. <laughs> it's true, so now it's got so bad, they're suggesting closing all pubs and bars next election day, as a report's been released saying that voting drunk affects your ability to vote by 18%. Which I think has to be 
a guess. <laughs> because I like to think when I've been truly drunk in my life, when I've really let myself down, that that would affect my ability to vote by, and this is just a ballpark figure, by around 100% <laughs> in that it removes my ability to walk, think and grip anything. <laughs> and yet, this same report found out voting drunk actually makes you more right-wing. <laughs> I did not see that coming. <laughs> it's against your popular notion of the drunk man, isn't it? I love you! I bloody love you! But I cannot justify continued expenditure on the welfare state. <laughs> You're living in a dream world. Oh, it's a lovely idea in theory, but it doesn't work. People need incentives. It's a regrettable sign of the human condition. I don't like it any more than you do, but it doesn't make it any less true. I'm a surprisingly articulate drunk. <laughs> but doing stand-up, I have to talk to a lot of white girls, because you know they be around. And they always want to talk to me about feminism. I'm like, girl, why? Like, I'm like, like what you want? They're like, we, I mean, there's just so many issues. Like, oh, it's equal pay for equal work, equal pay for equal work. I'm like, cool, 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 cool. I don't want to work. <laughs> ever. I want to be a trophy wife. I want to kick people off my yacht because they brought me the wrong wine. I said, Griesling, ocean. And then I got to hire somebody to fish them out the water. Now I'm creating jobs. Just don't understand, how do you not believe in any conspiracy theories? I understand not all of them, not most of them, but you don't believe in any conspiracy theory? You just think the government's just batting a thousand and telling us the whole truth? That's a strong stance to take. And again, as I said before, I don't like talking about politics on stage or off stage. I don't like talking about things I don't feel like I'm truly knowledgeable in. But I do know this. Our government is placed in charge of all of its people. I'm a father who's been placed in charge of just one son. And I lie to that nigga all the time. Let's go politics. I'm an Obama dude, if you can believe it. Um, I like Barack. I, I got to meet him. That's part of the reason I like him. I met him last year at the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Uh, my buddy Seth Meyers hosted it, and we, I wrote a bunch of jokes with him. And, uh, and we got, I got to go. And the day before, I uh, got like a tour of the White House. We go through the White House, then we go to the Oval Office. In the Oval Office, across from the, uh, the Clinton blowjob desk, it's like, <laughs> literally like the first thing you think. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, you wanna touch it? I'm like, no, thank you. Um, there's a, there was a coffee table. On the coffee table, there's a bowl of apples. Seth's mom is on the tour as well, and she goes, hey, are those apples real? And the woman giving us a tour was like, yeah, would one of you like one? I'm like, yeah, I'm a fucking taxpayer. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I'm eating an apple in the White House in the Oval Office. On the wall, 
Obama has the original copy of the Emancipation Proclamation. Well, yeah, which I'm pretty sure is just there in case the Tea Party's like, we don't think you're free. All right, look at the wall. <laughs> That's all they have left. This is literally all they have left. So then the next day, we go to the Correspondence Dinner itself, and, uh, and beforehand, there's like a little reception, like a small room, um, like 100 people probably. Uh, we're all in tuxedos. At a certain point, they let the President First Lady in, and put him be they put them behind red velvet ropes. We're supposed to go up, introduce ourselves, say who we are, get our picture taken. All right, so I'd heard Michelle was a Chappelle Show fan, so I was like, all right, you know what? Let me exploit that shit for once. Kidding, I... <laughs> I exploit it every day. <laughs> um, so it's my turn, and uh, President Obama's here, First Lady Obama's there, and, uh, and I walk up to the President and I go, hey man, which I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to call him. Uh, but it was better than like, hey man. Um, who's your, is this your girl? What up, ma? Um, so, uh, so, it's, so I go up and I go, uh, I go, hey man, my name's Neil Brennan and I created Chappelle Show with Dave Chappelle. And he goes, oh man, we love that show. In fact, that's got to be considered one of the greatest shows of all time. What you gonna say? I gotta say, felt pretty good. Like if he'd wanted a hand job, I would have given it to him. So he goes, Michelle, this guy created Chappelle Show with Dave Chappelle. So Michelle comes over and goes, we were so upset when it went off the air. And I go, how do you think I felt? <laughs> so, uh, so now we're getting our picture taken. And uh, that day, Obama had gone to um, Alabama to look at tornado damage. Then he went to Cape Canaveral for some NASA stuff. Then he goes to Miami gives a commencement address at a college, that he's gonna come back to DC, take pictures with weirdos for an hour, then he's gotta do stand-up, big day. Kills Bin Laden the next day. Did more in 36 hours than George Bush did in his whole life. All right, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, so, so now we're getting our picture taken. This is how smooth Obama is. We're getting our picture taken, and I say to him, I go, uh, I go, God, man, this is so weird. I go, do you ever get used to this? And he goes, nope. And then I swear to God, he goes, but you know, I can't just up and retire like Dave Chappelle did. <laughs> and I was like, motherfucker, what did you say? And he's like, you heard me, Chicago, bitch. I do like uh, doing comedy though because I gotta pay taxes. That's the worst part. That's the worst. You ever paid taxes? I never paid taxes before. It's an awful feeling. <laughs> I've had taxes taken, but I've never paid taxes, and that's two totally different things. <laughs> when you have taxes taken, you get a job every week, and they just take the taxes out of your check. They just take it. You don't get a choice. They just take it, and they keep taking it to the end of the year, where they're like, "Hey, I think we might have took too much." <laughs> <laughs> Here's $500 back. Go buy yourself some sneakers or something. <laughs> and you're like, thanks, government. We're going to Red Lobster tonight. This is amazing. <laughs> I love tax time. When you pay taxes, it's totally different. When you pay taxes, they let you keep all of your money all year. And at the end, they say, you owe us 40%, which is a lot for me because I don't know what I'm paying for. I've never dialed 911. I put out all my own fires. <laughs> 
And I'm not saying I shouldn't have to pay any taxes, but I shouldn't have to pay as much as somebody that votes. Or actually, <laughs> I don't vote because I don't know anything about politics. And honestly, I can't believe they would let me. Isn't that like an important job? They'll just let me pick the president, really? I don't gotta take a test. I don't need a license. You need a license to shampoo dogs in this country. <laughs> but they'll let me pick the president, that seems safe to you. I don't know anything about politics. I've tried. I watch the news. Either I'm too stupid to understand the news or I feel like they're always lying to us, right? I was watching recently, this lady from the government gets on talking about the economy. She's like, we in a recession. We owe China $11 trillion. And I'm like, we? I don't owe China shit. You owe China $11 trillion. We owe Sprint $90. You must have been roaming. <laughs> we gotta make a lot of changes in this country, we really do. And I think one way to really start, especially make it better for women and young girls growing up, we gotta get rid of the pink tax, okay? Or the tampon tax. If you guys don't know what this is, it is a luxury tax that women pay on all of our tampons and pads. Because if you guys didn't know this, apparently my period is a luxurious experience. <laughs> Oh, it's like a sandals resort down there. <laughs> and that's bullshit, right? Because if it, thank you, right? Right? Yeah. Right, because if a tampon's a BMW, what's my Kia option? It's just a bunch of Q-tips tied together. Maybe it's like a day-old baguette from Whole Foods. What am I using? During the last presidential election, more people voted for American Idol than voted for President of the United States. And not like three more people, millions more people. <laughs> like basically the leader of the free world is Jordan Sparks. She's the biracial change we could believe in. And it makes sense when you think about it because voting is a pain in the ass. Like, voting is such a pain in the ass. Think about it. You mean to tell me that if I want to vote for president, what I have to do is wake up a couple hours earlier than I want to on a Tuesday? I have a job I don't want to go to on a Tuesday. And not just any Tuesday, a Tuesday in cold-ass November. Like, it was just Halloween. I'm probably still hungover. And why do we do that? We do that to accommodate some farmers from 100 years ago which if they're still voting, they're vampires. <laughs> we need to destroy them. <laughs> well, you could also vote after work. Oh yeah, I could go haul ass after work, go pick up my snot-nosed, hungry-ass children and lock them in my car as I go inside a post office. <laughs> Place I don't even want to go to when I have mail. <laughs> I could do all that. Or I could just go home sit down on my couch, pick up my phone, and for a couple of dollars, just vote for the gay kid on American Idol and hope they sing a song that changes the world. County's tough. County's tough in the US. Gender jokes are tough, race is tough, you know? Politics is tough. What's the toughest topic? Guns. 
guns are the hardest topic to do jokes about. Hear how quiet it is now that I even just said guns? Guns are tough. It's always tough to do jokes about guns. It's always too soon, isn't it? Isn't that sad? We love guns, man. I think it should be our greeting, you know? Instead of shaking hands, I think we should just <laughs> Greetings take on the culture of its people. That's why in Japan, you bow. In France, you kiss on both cheeks. That's our culture. We own 50% of the world's guns. Oh, you're American? Nice to meet you. <laughs> it's the second thing we wrote. It's the second thing we wrote. Out of all the things to write when starting a country, the second thing they wrote down is you better get a gun. The first thing they wrote down is you can say what you want, and then they were like, oh, but you better get a gun if you want to do that. <laughs> we wrote that before women's rights, slavery, health care. That's high. Two is high, everybody. Even Germany's number two wasn't arm every citizen with a deadly weapon. And that's what gun lovers tell you. Many people probably in this room will tell you, look, man, Second Amendment, the right to bear arms. And they're fucking right. That's what it says. My only criticism of that amendment is when it was written, arms were a little different, weren't they? In the late 1780s, <laughs> arms was a musket. It was 28 feet long. It took 12 minutes to reload it. You shot like a warped marble, you know? That even if I aimed at him, it would hit her in the shoulder. A mass shooting would take nine hours. Two shots fired, nobody injured or killed. What do those words mean? What do the words, the right to bear arms mean? Maybe we misinterpreted them. Maybe it's the right to show your arms, you know, huh? Sun's out, gun's out, that's where that comes from. People misinterpreted things all the time back then. Muslims believe if you die a martyr, you go to heaven, you get 72 virgins. But depending on what translation you use for the word virgins, it could also mean raisins. Do you know that? You might get 72 raisins. Still good. I'm just saying, if they fucked that up, maybe we fucked up the arms thing, you know? I'm not anti-gun. I can feel some of you in the balcony putting your scopes on your rifles. I'm not anti-gun. <laughs> I wanted to get a gun. I thought about it. And then I thought about how often I reach in my garbage disposal when it's turned on. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I don't need a deadly weapon <laughs> flying around the house. I do that joke in New York and people go, he has a garbage disposal? <laughs> It's just sad. Yesterday, there was a mass shooting. And I don't even know when this is gonna air, but that last sentence will remain relevant. Isn't that fucking sad? Las Vegas is sad, El Paso, Parkland, Newtown, San Diego, I mean, Killeen, Texas, you can't even name them all. You can't even name them all, right? Orlando, the guy shot up the gay nightclub, not the gays. They love everybody, man. 
We have a gun problem. Hate to break it to you. We have a gun problem, but we can't touch the Second Amendment. It's a tough problem to solve. Politicians are not going to solve it, but maybe a comedian can. <laughs> I have three solutions to solve the United States gun problem. You guys want to hear them? Here we go. First solution, you only get two guns. That's the max. You can have a short gun and you can have a long gun, okay? You can't have 586 guns. Second solution, women, you can have as many guns as you want, all right? Bazookas, armored helicopters, Uzis, swords that shoot bullets, whatever. No woman has killed more than two people in this country with a gun since 1980, okay? Even the YouTube shooter, she slightly injured two and then killed herself. All right? <laughs> Fellas, if you want to use a gun, you got to find a woman, ask her. She's going to say, what's it for? How long are you going to be gone? Who are you going with? What time can I expect you'll be back? Third solution. If you're a white man with a bad haircut, no guns for you, okay? <laughs> Sorry, Patrick, that sucks, dude.